what is up good people out there on the other side of this weird podcasting machine. I hope you are having a great day today and are excited to dive into this episode with us. Today's topic is character sheets or more accurately how personality and stats influence each other. We talk a lot about the distinction between the two but the many many bridges that are built from a personality to a stat of a character. But you always need both to have fun playing a TTRPG and also what makes a good character sheet, since those are your documents to engage with the game and play your character. I know this topic might sound pointless, confusing or shallow in the beginning, but trust me here, it is not. There are some great discussions around how much a stat should influence personality, the infinite ways how a stat can manifest and a lot lot more. So without further ado, here is episode 78 of Double DM. everyone and welcome to episode 78 of double dm podcast today we are talking about character sheets and characters and how those play together and how they don't play together but first let's talk about our weeks i am as always your co-host emil and i am here with my co-host nils hello how are you doing today i am doing Kind of great. Kind of great? The, the kind of is related to my exam in two days, three days, two days, two days. Two it's days. It's on Saturday. <laughs> Saturday. Which is a crime in its in it of itself, to have yeah, an then, exam on a Saturday. Yeah, yeah, and then it's also early on in the morning, so fuck that. But yeah, and then also maths, right? Yay! Yay! Very fun sometimes. But yeah, I'm mm -hmm. preparing for that a lot, more or less. Sometimes more, sometimes less. You know, it's just... You better be preparing today. Yes, And I tomorrow. Am. Yes, I am. I am meeting up with a friend today in about two hours to do some calculations or some ex some exercises and all of that. Mostly differential equations today. So yeah, fun. No. Uh, yeah, fun. Fun thing. Fun thing. Not nervous at all. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Why would I be, right? Yeah, why would you be? So anyways, how about you? I had I had one of the best weeks ever, right? I, I, I had TTRPGs all all nice. days and had 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 good time with friends. I, I did some work, but mostly I had TTRPG fun. Perfect. This sounds like an awesome week. It is an awesome week. So any uh, specific TTRPG things you want to talk about? Um, well, we can decide what we want to talk about. We either have the Tyranny of Dragons session where my players try to break into the Lord's Palace to clear themselves of any other crime they procured. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, their, their plan was, let's break into this palace so we can interrogate the prisoner we just, um, we framed... <laughs> Like, like, okay. <laughs> what they wanted yeah, to do was break into the palace to interrogate the prisoner that they just framed for a murder. Mm -hmm. So they can make sure that they will not be imprisoned. <laughs> Let's commit a crime to cover up a crime so we don't get convicted of a crime. <laughs> and yes, they are the good guys in this campaign. Yeah, the <laughs> <laughs> that just sounds like a classic TTRPG storyline, I guess. 
Oh, it's so much is, right? The person they framed that was a cultist, so it was more or less just to make sure that the cult doesn't get what they want with this cultist that they just framed. Mm -hmm. The problem is, they learned that obviously the cult doesn't want their cultists interrogated. So they're probably sending someone to kill this cultist in the prison. Mm -hmm. And the players go, oh, so we also need to send someone into the prison to make sure that they don't get killed. <laughs> but we also <laughs> from them. And we need to make sure that the evidence doesn't lead back to us because we placed it. <laughs> 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 this, is, this is all kinds of majorly fucked up shit, but yeah. I am enjoying it, especially because my players two of my players went invisible to the palace tried to sneak in and then invisible lost each other and then both decided on their own because the invisibility wore off and they didn't have enough resources to work with what they had they just both decided to fuck off again and uh, go back home <laughs> like no joke both of them both of them invisibly went up to the castle both of them invisible went up to the castle and decided nope fuck that <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, I can it's see so that. Perfect. It's so it perfectly is. together. I love it. It's yeah, and with all the plans you just told me, I, I see nothing that can go wrong with that. Nothing can go wrong, right? Possibly everything will go all right. Nothing will happen. Everything will just go as planned. Mm -hmm. As TTRPGs do. N nothing will, no, no shit will hit the fan. No, definitely. Nothing will go wrong, ever or ever, ever. The, but this game, I, I set it up as this kind of cat and mouse game between them and a lot of other factions. There is the Harpers, there is the Order of the Gauntlet, there is the Cult, there is the Lords Alliance, there is the Lords of Waterdeep, and a few other hidden organizations that players do not know about yet that also obviously will take advantage of what just happened or what is just happening in the city. And everyone's furthering their own agenda, right? The mm -hmm. Everyone wants to have something from this. Players are the wild card in this because they have a monk from the Harpers that is their friend and works mostly with them. So I said to them, while this person obviously is also for the Harpers, they are also rooting for you. So they can help you. Same with the Order of the Gauntlet. Same with the Lord's Alliance. Same with the cults. They even have a cultist spy for themselves. So they mm -hmm. have arguably much more tools than any other organization has. But now my players need to use them. And yeah. that's going to be the fun part. What, what do my players do? How do they make sure that they win in this cat and mouse game where they can be the cat and the mouse? Interesting. Okay, yeah. That That's basically what this is. And I hope next time we get to play, which is next week's over uh, Tuesday, they can actually finish that because this has just been set up as a in-between game to further to get them more interested in the politics side of Tyranny of Dragons, which is the second part of the book. There's also a little bit of politics attached and the Council of Waterdeep, and I wanted to mm -hmm. get them interested in that, and also to make sure that we tie up some loose ends that happened over the course of Horde of the Dragon. So, yeah, and I hope they finish that, and then we get to my favorite part of the book that isn't even part of the books. Nice. The okay. Attack on Neverwinter. Because there's this very cool concept art in the book, in Horde of the dragon queen i think where a blue dragon breaches the walls of neverwinter and i was like why the fuck is another chapter on that yeah so i made one hell yeah I'm, i can't wait to hear about it i, I think you showed me the concept art once mm -hmm. and yeah it was fucking amazing like why do you have this art when i do not get to use it exactly so just make your fucking own and you did awesome yeah i want to hear about it as soon as you. i it. will tell about it but it, but my players have been at, at this one adventure we are currently playing for three more sessions than i expected so we don't know if they even get 
get there next time. Mm -hmm. We will see. Alrighty. Anything else? Uh, well, I had a second session that you can talk mm -hmm. about. Um, yeah. Yeah. I uh, my players. I also had my Phantoms of Chaos game, which was my players going into the icy tundra of a country and fighting a snake ruler, snake matriarch. So they do not absorb their sisters. So they do not summon a demon lord. Mm -hmm. that, mm -hmm. that 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 happened, and my players won. And yeah, they they won that boss fight very very barely. They had no spell slots left. Most of them were on basically one hit HP, but they won. That's a good The boss, the matriarch was vanquished. They were banished and with them all UNT were banished as well. So so this um, ancient race of rulers and conquerors is now gone. Well, they were gone already, but they were just there in ghost form. So now the ghosts are gone. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, and my players now uh, I look forward to the next chapter of our campaign which we've been having check-in sessions so we and my players getting together talking about the game a bit since sunday um, i already had three or four so i only need to have one more and then i can start preparing what happens in the next chapter or more or less what will lead them to the next chapter they have been getting some information on what they would like to see and what they don't want to see again on how they would change a few things maybe what about their character and what they want to know and yeah so i'm i'm pretty confident that the next chapter is gonna be just as awesome as this one and gonna be a lot more personal to them oh oh i love that smile on your face right now that's yeah. Just, yeah that's just i'm a dick to evil. my players sometimes yeah but they that's, like it i mean it's fun to be a dick to your players sometimes i mean they like it so it's not being exactly a yeah but you know what i mean right it, yeah it can be a lot of fun yeah 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 i also have a session coming up this sunday uh -huh. a small one uh-huh just, just a small one in curse of Strahd. uh-huh where we left off when we were standing in front of a werewolf's den after we heard someone scream okay. and now we are in this kind of standoff where we keep at least a certain distance between us uh-huh but no one letting the other party out of sight and waiting till the leader of the werewolves gets back so we can talk because uh -huh. we all think there are way too many werewolves for us to handle so we don't want to directly engage but uh -huh. still screaming innocent people are not a good sign for our group because we try to at least we try to be good and try to help the people there as much as we can and this kind of counteracts that when we heard the scream mm -hmm. and pain and turning someone involuntarily and of that is hmm, maybe not the best thing to do so yeah we followed that scream and now there's this kind of standoff and this kind of political political thing is gonna happen sunday morning oh okay so yeah i'm excited to see where this is going interesting interesting to hear and it's good that you get to play ttrpgs right after your exam because fuck exams Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Okay. That that that's pretty cool. That, that I like. I like that. So yeah, I don't have anything else to talk about because I'm on vacation now, so I don't do anything else but TTRPGs and this podcast. And you have exams, so you do not do nothing else except this exam and your and this podcast. So exactly. I think we should just go ahead and dive into episode seventy-eight and our discussion about character sheets and the usefulness of them and and how to use a character sheet and how to create a good character sheet or what makes a good character sheet or whatever i don't know the title yet of this episode so we will hear you guys after the mid-roll and then dive into a very interesting and fun discussion Hey everyone and welcome to the mid-roll of the show. If you are enjoying the show and content, why not subscribe or follow the show right now on whichever platform you are listening on so you can stay up to date with all episode releases. Then 
Next, you can search us up on social media at DoubleDMPod or click the links in the info box of this episode to find our social media channels and follow us there if you want to stay up to date with all scheduling information and episode announcements. If you follow us on Twitter, you will also get a plethora of social media posts as I spend way too much time on that platform. But hey, I have funny conversations with people like you and post memes, so that's a great thing. And lastly, if you want to help the show out even further, rate and review us on your platform. A quick 5 star rating or a few sentence review really gives us the feedback we need to improve the show and help other people find our show too. And hey, you can also just tell a friend about the fun you had learning with us and get them to listen in too. Also, we want to say that our show has open advertisement slots for you to book. Just head on over to our Twitter or email address doubledmpod at gmail.com to get into contact with us about getting your content shown on our show. Thank you for listening to this mid-roll and now back to the show. And with that, welcome back to the episode. Today we are talking about sheet, character sheets, characters in general, and what kind of combines the two, separates the two, and how it all plays together, right? So yeah, <laughs> let, let, let's start at the beginning. So what is a character sheet? What composes a character sheet? What composes? Um, so that that's interesting because obviously that depends heavily on what you're playing, what game you're playing. Some games don't even need a character sheet for you. So what composes a character sheet? You could also say just nothing, right? It depends totally and entirely on the game you're playing because most games that require you to have a sheet have a sheet attached and there's everything that you need on there. Other games that don't have a sheet just need you to make like three notes or something for three stats you need to roll. You don't need a sheet for that. But a sheet is obviously, I think right at the beginning of this episode, I want to say I think a sheet is a very good indicator of how the game works or it should be because mm -hmm. the first thing I am looking at when I pick up a new role-playing game is not the um, how should you play this game or what is this game or something section those sections are very well good I'm not saying that these sections are useless at all I like them a lot actually but the first thing I am looking at when I pick up a new game is how do characters work or yeah. how, how do I play this game and the best thing to see how I can play this game is to make a character right how can I engage with the game in D&D okay there are these classes there are these races there are these ability scores and I create them like this in this order or I can create them in what order ever but I have this this is how I create a character or in, in other games first I pick this then I pick this then I have picked to pick three from this list and all of that stuff right but there, there's the character creation process should take a player through all kinds of uh, experiences through the book mm -hmm. they should make the rules kind of clear not necessarily everything about them obviously but when I create a character I should have a basic understanding after that of how the games is supposed to work yeah I have five skills all of these five skills what do these five skills mean right and a character sheet coming to that is the perfect way to condense that reading I just did right I create a character step one to step 11 or whatever and all of these steps should be kind of reflected on the character sheet at least in mm -hmm. some way right it always depends on what steps there are first step or step zero is often create a concept that doesn't necessarily have to be on the sheet because the concept just is supposed to lead you through the next 10 steps but when i create a character and i have a finished character at the end and the game has a sheet the sheet should be filled out and I can look at the sheet and understand my character. And that composes the sheet, right? It should completely take the character creation process and kind of condense it into a few sheets of paper or into a document that I can look at to understand the game, kind of even. Yeah. Not everything about the game, but the character sheet is where I look for my character, right? This is the reference document for my character. And so everything my character 
needs to be referenced for should be on the sheet. Yeah, basically it's a baseline of what your character can do in a condensed way. Mm -hmm. You obviously don't, or most of the time, don't have the space to completely write out the rules or special abilities or whatever your character can do on there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then reference the rules or whatever in the rule book itself mm -hmm. it's like you said a reference card for all of the things yeah it's a reference card for the character i want to play i think spells are a very good indicator in fantasy systems for what how this reference card works because you do not write the description of the spell down for every spell at least mm. in most games not dnd pathfinder you don't write the 15 spells you have on this character sheet because that would make it too long yeah but you write the name of the spell you write the most important bits like radius like is it concentration or not what maybe what damage does it do does it require a saving throw or something like that you write the most important bits down that if you're a player then if you're a player and look at your spell list and say okay i want to cast the spell you can still google the spell or look up somewhere else in the rules see the spell read it and read every information you have but you have the most important information the spell name the range the saving throw dc or the plus to hit on the sheet as a reference so you can keep the game going more or less yeah that's kind of what the character sheet is supposed to do it's a reference document you can use to understand the abilities and ways of working and ways of engaging your character has with the world the game lore the enemies the other player characters and basically everything around you presented to you by other people that are not on your character sheet and even then sometimes you can engage with your character sheet itself in yeah. very much different ways right? it depends so heavily on the game that we can't even make really clear statements without like trying to talk about games and we're talking about these games that really require you to have a character sheet now right there are a lot of indie games that are only five to six pages long in their rules where you do not need a character sheet to reference the three things you need to roll for the entire game yeah right one page rpgs if they would require you to have a character sheet an actual character sheet instead of just a character card where you write down a few things maybe draw a drawing and have some notes that is all you need for these games that is still a character sheet that is still a reference document for your character but it's very different from the five pages dnd has for your equipment for your spells for your fighting for your ability scores and all of the stuff dnd has Exactly. And in comparison to, or yeah, in comparison, in quotation marks to that, what is, uh, or what does a character is com uh, is composed of? Well, we talked about that with CC dot dot, and I want to bring that up from episode 33. That's over a year ago now. Um, with CC, we talked about that. That is, a character is kind of made up of essence and gestures. And I love that, what he, what he talked to us about then. Right, you have gestures, which are the things your character does. The way they present them themselves the way they talk the way they answer questions and all of that stuff but essence is right gestures show that essence is what he said gestures are yeah. the container for that essence and that essence is your character a concept more or less also right that is your character something they are a personality they are ideals they are flaws they are fears they are connections to other people bonds they are how uh, they, they are a way of thinking they are morality they are right there's a lot of stuff in a character that just makes up a personality right personalities people are complex and a exactly. character is as well even the most simple-minded character has kind of a reason for being simple-minded it's not that they are just dumb it could be that they never received proper education right never there's untapped potential more or less in that they just weren't 
taught how to read and write and therefore can't. Exactly. But they could if they were taught or something. Like that is a, char a character is just a concept at its baseline that then is a history, morality, bonds, flaws traits and a lot of different stuff building on top of each other right if we're talking dnd it's personality traits it's flaws it's bonds it's fears it's secrets all of that stuff is the character yeah and especially even the reason behind those personality traits flaws ideals bonds mm. drives whatever because what a character really is is what the experiences they have yeah. made them because ex everything you experience shapes you in a mm -hmm. different kind of way yeah and this is the same for ttrpg characters everything they experience everything their group experiences everything shapes their character yeah. and it's not a static thing it mm -hmm. is ever-changing and com more or less fluid yeah because it is yeah you can start off as a harsh grumbling dude or whatever and then just then become this warm and empathetic uh, person that you wanted to be mm -hmm. through the carry uh, through the experiences and things your character witnessed during the campaign before the campaign or whatever i think it's very good uh, to to mention brennan lee mulligan uh, said this uh, a lot of times i think even right when it comes to backstory right to taking that topic up uh, off the ground as well for this is everything that's important in the backstory is trajectory where are mm -hmm. you going right you're, you're playing a character in a game and i fully agree with the people that say that you shouldn't write too long of backstory or too many or even backstories at all because the basic reason for that is just simply hey we want to play a story in the game why do you come with an extra story attached to yourself right but that's not the point of a backstory the backstory shouldn't be a story right it's just called that it's a trajectory it's where have i come from because that informs where i'm going Going right now mm. if if one of the characters is on a, is on hell-bent on revenge that is a good trajectory in some direction because that will force them to go with the party if the party furthers their goal of vengeance exactly and that is a trajectory there isn't much backstory attached to that because he just because there's just i was a noble and i've been exonerated by the king for something i didn't do so i want vengeance the person that that snitched to the king or that lied to the king or that influenced the king and the king maybe itself here, right? Yeah. That is a trajectory. There isn't much story there that can be handled in like five sentences on a piece of paper. Mm -hmm. That is just a trajectory you can use to inform a character's actions because now their actions are all hell-bent on this revenge, on this vengeance. Everything they do is with the notion of does this get me my vengeance or not, right? Maybe the vengeance mm -hmm. isn't even that important. Maybe they just want to find out what happened even. It's not about revenge. It's about, about why has this happened? to me i want to clear my name i don't want vengeance i want to clear my name so then it comes okay understanding trying to find information talking to people right there's a completely different way from that even though the story itself is the same i've been exonerated by the king but one of the path is vengeance the other is understanding and clearing my name very no. different ways you can go with that and a character is on one of these paths when i take characters from both paths they're completely different characters mm -hmm. and a character is is a lot it's way too much to talk about but in general it's just the concept you have it's the essence you want to play it's what you want to play i want to play this hellbent on revenge paladin or something that is a very interesting concept that is your character exactly at least in some ways in ttrpgs however coming by this episode as a topic is even in question is your character is not just the concept it's not just the personality it's not just the history it's also the sheet everything 
and every way you engage with the rules, other player characters, NPCs or the world around you is part of your character. Yes, that is always true. If your character has a 20 strength and is very strong, that is part of their character. That is not just the stat, it's part of who you are. Exactly. There's a reason for this high strength. At least there should, because mm. I just was born this way. Yeah, maybe your genetics are very, very, very better than everyone else's. That's still a reason for the strength. Or exactly. you trained a lot, that's the reason for the strength. Or you were cursed, or, or not cursed, but enchanted. That's also a reason for the strength. But there's reason, and that reason could be explained by another reason, and that is history. And that is still informing a character. Your character sheet informs your character. And now the question becomes with this episode is kind of where does the character sheet end? Where does the character begin? Yeah, Niels, please try to explain to me where does a character sheet even end or where does a character begin or how do these things play together? Whatever you want to say. <laughs> yeah, I think it's weird. It's a difficult thing to answer. I think in the in the essence, it is like two fluids into uh, in each other that don't mm. have the same... Um, density kind of they flow into each other mm -hmm. and are contained within each other but aren't completely set they are not completely separable but you see a distinction that kind of draws out you can hear the chemist coming out of Niels right now <laughs> sorry <laughs> um, because obviously it's not like oil and water right they're not exactly. separated they mix to something basically mm -hmm. and you could say you have personality and, and and concepts and all of this more let's call it hyper physical stuff right they're not not, not mm -hmm. necessarily tangible things not not things you can put into value in most cases yeah a personality and then you have the things that are clear values strength agility whatever you want to call the stats whatever you want to call the things you roll on whatever you want to call the ways you draw cards from the deck in your tdrpg or whatever right mm -hmm. those two things flow together to create this weird mass that is a character itself in a role-playing game because right a character in a book is only the concept yeah there are no stats attached there's no tangible stats attached necessarily right the author can make the stats up kind of right they can say this wizard can cast these certain spells but that's not tangible necessarily they can still change the rules of the metaphysics of their book to fit whatever they want to have right exactly. suddenly this wizard can cast more spells because i want them to because i need it for the story for this big climax moment in a game yeah that in the twg yeah theoretically you could also make that work with the gm but you still have rules to abide by right again right as, as we said a lot of times Times, rules are still there to be abided by. It's not necessarily that, for example, the owl bear discussion with the new D&D movie coming out. I don't give a fuck if that druid can wild shape into an owl bear. That doesn't matter. But it's still that wild shaping might take out their energy to do that again. Maybe this druid in the movie can only wild shape a certain number of times a day, which would then be reflected in D&D by the rules where, there's, where it says they can only wild shape a number amount of times a day that is their druid level rounded down, I think. Mm. So um, something along I'm not completely something sure along on those this, lines but, yeah. but basically that's it right those are the rules and mm -hmm. they can be reflected by maybe you can only tap into that magic that many times a day or they can you can or you exhaust it after that mm -hmm. two different ways to explain their rules in a thematic characteristic way and that's wh why these things flow into each other right my character is strong and brash maybe and that's why I gave them a low charisma because they're not good at social situations because they always speak their mouth they don't know when to shut the fuck up yeah that 
that is a character concept influencing your character statistics. And the other way around, you can also do my character as a low charisma. Maybe they are shy. Maybe they are very socially awkward. Yeah, or you can make it the complete curveball on that and give your character a high, very high charisma, mm -hmm. but still be not good in calm social encounters because they are more uh, or grew up in a more aggressive environment. Mm -hmm. And so they had to intimidate their way through or yeah. bullshit their way through life. And so they aren't good at talking and persuading people, mm. but bullshitting and intimidating people. Yeah, they know exactly what to say to the right person at the right time to get out of danger. Exactly. But they don't know how to convince the shopkeep that they should get a discount on the magic sword at all. But they know exactly what they need to say to the bully in the streets when they are cornered. Exactly. And th exactly there is, I think, a distinction, even though not completely clear, between the character mm -hmm. sheet and the character. Yeah. Because you have that 20 in charisma score, or the 7, or the 2, or whatever you have in that charisma score, or however your scores work but the character then decides how you interact as a player with that statistics and tangible things from the character mm -hmm. sheet through the character with the world itself mm -hmm. you, you can see that this is again one of these very 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 high mental thought exercises basically that when you when they are seen in theory as we do here in this podcast are very hard to grasp but when everyone plays it's so easy to understand right mm -hmm. i have a character sheet i have what i want to play i play what i want to play my gm tells me what i just did requires a role so I roll and if my character fails I just play that fail with my character's personality exactly very very easy but it's a very high concept when you think about it because mm -hmm. a lot of times for example I think this question for me kind of came up when we wrote that into our notes for an episode was when there was a discussion about what actually is role play and mm -hmm. some people say it's everything you do that is not your stats and I so thoroughly disagree with that because yeah everything you do in a role-playing game per definition is role play because you play a character mm -hmm. Right? You have a character assigned by the stats and you have a character assigned by yourself onto that stats or from those stats or with that stats or whatever you want to call it. But you have basically these two parts of a character in a TTRPG. Your character sheet, which is the hard stats. You can have each of the two completely by itself without having the other in at, at all, right? You can have a character concept, you can have a character personality without having any stats to it. Yeah. And you can have a character sheet without any personality to it. But as soon as you start playing, the other of the... the, the the other one develops just by nature of how the game works. But exactly. if you have both, whatever you do with both is roleplay because the game says your character has a strength of 20. They are strong. So if you are the one that breaks open the door in the dungeon because the door won't budge, that is playing your character because your character would be the one that does that. Exactly. Because they are the strongest of the group. The group would know that, right? They don't necessarily know, necessarily know the stat, but there has to be a distinction between someone with a strength 20 and a strength 8. Yeah. That is a d physical distinction you will have to see. I mean, have you ever seen a fucking heavyweight champion? Mm -hmm. How those people look? Mm -hmm. And now look at the lightweight champion. These people look physically different. Yeah. Yeah. Because they are better at different things, necessarily. Exactly. Right? Or not necessarily, but they do different things. And there mm -hmm. is a distinction you can see. And, right, people look different in the real world. Exactly. And that's not a bad thing. It's, no, it's a, no, not at it's all. It's a great thing that we're all different. If you have a very strong person working together with a not-so-strong person, and there comes up a feat of strength, the not-so-strong person knows they are not the strongest. They will ask the person that is stronger. They necessarily don't know how much this person can deadlift. Yeah. They, they don't know the exact number 
stronger, but they know they are stronger, so they would be the one doing it. And that is why even your athletics check, even if it's just to climb a fucking tree or budge down the door or whatever, is playing your character because your character can do that. Obviously, there's chance attached, but that extra chance attachment doesn't mean that it's not playing a character anymore. Exactly. I think you touched on an interesting thing, how strength or a strength Mm -hmm. score can manifest in different kinds of ways. Mm -hmm. For example, the heavy lifting champion definitely looks way different than the free climber or rock climber. Mm -hmm. And I would argue that both are strength-based skills, Mm -hmm. but one has more grip strength and forearm strength and the other more upper body and or in general core uh, Mm -hmm. muscles. And this is a interesting distinction. Again, how your heart stats, the character sheet itself can manifest into different types of characters. Mm -hmm. And even when in the game itself, they have the same strength, they would also have the same carrying capacity. They would have the same... The game handles both characters the same way because as always a game needs to have a level of abstraction in it Mm -hmm. you know it does it needs to have because if it doesn't it would be a simulation of real life and no one can write that no one can emulate real life yeah it isn't possible and that's why this game has abstraction and it depends on how much that abstraction comes but the character sheet is just an abstraction of your character to engage with the rules that the game has right your athletic skill is plus seven that means you have 35% 35% chance and uh, 35% higher chance to open doors that won't budge than a person mm-hmm. with a plus zero. Don't do that math because percentages always get weird, but right, you know, yeah. 5% chance on the dice, uh, every side is 5%. You have plus seven, so you have plus 35. I- anyway, but there's an abstraction that you're you're better than others at this. Mm-hmm. So that's what your character does because at the same time, you're not good at something else. Exactly. You might not be good at talking to people. You might be socially awkward, socially shy, or whatever and that's where the other character comes into play that has spent their whole life talking to people and has a high charisma stat right but there's still an abstraction that can manifest in a lot of different ways but in the end the game handles all characters with a high charisma the same exactly it can be that they are that they are sweet talkers that they know exactly what to say that they are naturally beautiful person that they might be very cunning right that they know Mm -hmm. exactly that right they might not know what they say to say but they know they know how to read every social situation perfectly they understand what to do instead of what to say and those are all different ways charisma can manifest but in the game itself on the character sheet it all reads as charisma 18 exactly and this is something interesting because i think that kind of relates to um Mm -hmm. what you have on your character sheet but Mm -hmm. something that you can do while still not being on the character sheet yeah this is is there anything else that your player or your character can do that isn't defined on a character sheet in a ttrpg in many games i encourage my players to look beyond their character sheet right as as a gm tip encourage your players to look beyond their sheets Mm -hmm. one of the most beautiful things anyone has ever said to me about playing a ttrpg is stop looking down at your sheet and look in the eyes of your other players oh damn yeah yeah right some might call that metagaming if you if you talk to the other players in in a certain way that might not perfectly be defined as role playing again i say everything you do is role play your discussion might be a little bit meta yes you you see the timer the dm put on the table and you say oh we only have eight minutes left even though your characters don't know that they have eight minutes left Mm -hmm. no one needs to say that your characters in game have said we have eight minutes left they might have just said oh shit we don't have much time left 
Mm-hmm. It's the same statement, more or less. Um, I don't consider that metagaming. Metagaming is only when, when someone really excellent information they couldn't have, right? For example, one of the time, sometimes my player, one of my players rolls a perception check and sees something and doesn't necessarily say it instantly to the other players, but the other players act on it. And I just hand wave that as, yeah, they probably would have told you guys that you are being followed by a fucking black smoke creature or something, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I do not necessarily need them to roleplay them informing the others. They can, but I just assume they tell the others. I just assume they tell the others and do something different. My players often more times say, I do not tell the others than I tell the others. Yeah, because I think the I tell the others is in most TTRPGs in a bigger group or especially in a bigger group, mm-hmm. more of a standard thing. Mm-hmm. And if you want to keep something secret, that's when you yeah. tell, hey, this is something I want to keep secret. This is something mm-hmm. I want to keep to myself mm-hmm. or at least for now. Yeah. So yeah, encourage your players to look beyond their sheets and how do you do that well first of all it's um, i think creating challenges that require them to look beyond their sheets and figure out a solution that doesn't necessarily come with stats it's alone mm-hmm. that comes through ingenuity ingenuity can't be found on your sheet the, yeah. the tools for your ingenuity can be found on the sheet but the idea itself cannot be found on the sheet maybe obviously if you look at your sheet you get the idea but besides the point encouraging players to look beyond the stats they have is a very good way to separate a character sheet from playing the game. Because yes, Mm -hmm. the character sheet is how you engage with the game, but it's not the sole way you can play the game. You can play a whole TTRPG session without a single dice roll. I've did so many times before. Those were some of the greatest sessions I've ever played because they were heartfelt, they were mysterious, they were lore dumps or whatever, but they were great because they were something different. They Mm -hmm. were interesting. And maybe sometimes we overcame challenges without a dice roll. That also works. But that only... But but if you train your players to look at the character sheets for the solution to all the things, that's not necessarily bad, but it can lead to your players always looking to solutions at the character sheet. Yeah. And, And that can be bad if it becomes bad because you make it bad, right? It doesn't have to be bad. Mm-hmm. And the game you should give your players all the options of how to engage with the game in the way the game wants them to. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just think that uh, looking beyond a character sheet is very important in not just uh, doing what is on your sheet, right? That is basically what in the game, but also out of the game. Exactly. Things everyone understands as roleplay. To come back to your question about what can a character do that's not on the character sheet, I, I think actually a lot of stuff, a lot of flavor, for example, for me. One of the things is right uh, when you look at D&D for example no one really cares about how much you carry no one cares about encumbrance but aside from that it's totally reasonable to say your character has some small minor things in their pouches and in their in their satchels that are not on the character sheet necessarily written down in the equipment notes i don't know um they have uh, some kind of sand that they that they got from somewhere um from a distant beach where they were happy were the happiest they've ever been in their life or whatever whatever Mm -hmm. fucking really right and that flavor using that sand for something but that's flavor but i think also that there's some maybe mechanical value in not necessarily looking at the character sheet this could maybe be a hot take but i think very 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 minor things 
can also have a mechanical impact that's not necessarily represented on the character sheet. No, it does make your fucking characters OP when they get a plus one uh, onto their next character, uh, onto their next dice roll because they had a good night's rest because one of the players, I don't know, uh, brought had up some that... homemade cookies with them or whatever. Yeah, right? Yeah. Who the fuck cares? Or who the fuck should care, right? Exactly. Th those are very minor things. They're not written on the character sheet. Uh, maybe the character is, right? Homemade cookies. Maybe the character is a good baker. Yeah. And you just say that and no one bats an eye because it's a minor character detail. It's probably not going to influence the balance of the game. It's not going to influence that every suddenly everyone in the game wants to be a baker because baking is fucking OP suddenly. No, it's just an addition to your character that yeah. isn't on the character sheet, but your character yeah. still can do because it has no mechanical or even or minor mechanical influence that yeah. doesn't make anything out of balance or whatever. I had an awesome session regarding that, actually, mm -hmm. very early on in the campaign where they are now in the tombs of these ancient cities. Yeah. Where they, it was one of the best sessions I've ever had, but mm -hmm. I didn't run anything. I just said, this is what happened, uh, what happened last time. This is the mm -hmm. situation you're in right now. What do you mm -hmm. do? They went to one of the families and just sat at the table and talked for four hours straight mm -hmm. about different things and it didn't have any mechanical influence but it developed their character because they yeah. were about talking interesting things they experienced they talked about what they wanted to do they made some plans they just had an awesome time mm -hmm. and had a great day off you could say yeah and this is something that isn't reflected anywhere on the character sheet mm -hmm. it's just something your character can do without having any interaction with the character sheet that you made for it yeah right and th that's where this distinction comes in that we talked about right if you have these sessions for hours of talking they're not bad sessions because you didn't roll a single dice hmm. they are they are good sessions because you had fun that, that's the exactly. very 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 simple way because they are fun but at the same time a combat session can be a lot of fun because you do a lot with your character sheet mm -hmm. right because that is just as equal fun as not engaging with a character sheet at all. It's, it depends all on, you could say, balance of it. I wouldn't want 10 sessions of not rolling a single dice, but I also yeah. wouldn't want 10 sessions of only rolling dice. Yeah. But both is very much fun. Engaging with the game on the character sheet is a lot of fun because that's how you advance in the game. I don't mean in an experience type of way, but just, right, the game is supposed to go with the character sheet, right? The exactly. character sheet, as, as I said, is a kind of condensed like, reference sheet for the game for your character so you can play your character in that game. But you can, then you add a concept on top of that. Then you add a character on top of it. You add a personality on top of that. And sometimes in some games that might have some influence. Some games, I, I really like these games that give some kind of mechanical value to that personality that kind of blend these lines even more than most games already just do because the, the lines are always blurred. But there are some games, for example, I don't know, very simple example is Shadowrun's Connections, right? You have connections. You have NPCs mm. attached to you. In some other games, those have no mechanical value at all. You just yeah. know people. But in Shadowrun, it says very clearly, you know a mechanic. This mechanic is willing to do this for you. And that is a mechanical value. That is a mechanical. I want to talk to my mechanic. I want them to do this for me. And then they do that for you. And those lines are more blurred than in games where you do not have a mechanical value for NPC connections. Yeah. And the lines are always blurred. So you cannot define what, what constitutes a character and what does not constitute a character. And th that's why, in my opinion, we need to stop telling people, first of all, that roleplay is only playing a character and not just also rolling dice because that is part of the roleplay. For some people, that might not be as enticing as having an improv talk for an hour but it's still role play you're still yeah. playing your character because your character is that stat that's part of who they are exactly and at the same time we also need to stop obviously 
hating on those that like the roleplay because they do not engage with the game because they in fact do engage with the game because the game in most games the first step of character creations have a concept create a character concept create create ideals create a personality something for your character that's part of character creation so it's a way of engaging with the game you're playing a role-playing game after all exactly the first step is always don't just play a stat block mm -hmm. or just a character sheet because yeah. that isn't a whole character itself. The character sheet is part of your character, but not the other way around necessarily. No, no, I would say it's actually exactly the other way around. It's both a part of a character in a role-playing game. If you do not have one or the other in a role-playing game, yeah. the experience of the role-playing game is not going to be the one you wanted. You will yeah, always true. need to have a basic personality. You will always need to have a character sheet to play a character in a role-playing game. Yeah. Even and if that personality is your own personality as the person at the table. If you insert yourself into the character with the stats, that's still a personality. It doesn't fucking matter which personality it is. As they have one. Because a person with a personality plays them. There is no way around that. At the same time, there is no way around creating a character for a game that needs you to create a character. Exactly. Right? There, yeah. there is a game, Dot Dungeon, that um, is about playing a video game and losing connection to that video game, right? Suddenly, you do not want to play this game anymore. It's not fun anymore. And the game says you create basically an avatar in the game create an mmorpg character like in a video game mm. and you play the person playing that mmo character okay and the game says i have never played it i've only read i've only skimmed the rules a bit after i bought the game because i loved the idea of it but oh yeah you're supposed to play as yourself or the game encourages you to play as yourself playing an mmorpg playing a character in that game and you lose connection to that character to that game to your friends playing that game it's basically a game about if we suddenly stop playing league of legends together that's that right the, the losing of that connection to that game stopping to play not logging on the next day that's what the game is all about mm -hmm. and there you play yourself or it's encouraged to play yourself you do not have Interesting. to and the personality is you it's still your personality that you insert there it doesn't mean that you do not that you have suddenly not created a character you already take a pre-made one which is yourself mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. But yeah, it's a phenomenal game. It's it, it looks great and it sounds great. I've never played it, but it just reminded me of this because right, you cannot play a game without a personality in the character. As long as you have a character, as long as you engage the game as from a character standpoint, there's always gonna be a personality. Even if the game says play yourself, because then yourself are the personality. Even if you try to not have a personality, you will have a personality in the fact that you do not try to have one. Exactly. If you ever try to play a character that has no personality, that suddenly is your personality. There isn't there isn't something as no personality and that's mm -hmm. why that's always there and at the same time you always have to have the stats you need to engage with the game itself so you always need to have both to have an enjoyable ttrpg experience and that's why we need to stop shaming a side that likes playing a certain way engaging with one of these two things more than the other i want more roleplay no i don't like that yeah maybe you don't like that but do not shame the person that likes it exactly okay two more things for this episode i think um Niels, i want to ask you what makes a good character sheet i think especially in a more rules heavy mm -hmm. or even a, in basically in any setting or a system a good character sheet is a for me is a very well structured mm -hmm. thing where i can where i know exactly where to look if i want to engage with the world in a certain way and then find the one uh, the rules that i want to or the abilities that i want to use or the stats that i want to use 
mm-hmm. to engage fairly easy and then reference the rules if there are any questions about them. Yeah. So a very well structured and clear cut thing with mm-hmm. some opportunities for completely made up things that I can put in there, like notes on how to play my character or some personality things, mm-hmm. even if it's just the empty backside of the character sheet. But something that is a bit structured for the mechanical things yeah, and then a bit more of a free ranging part where I can write my own notes on the character and the backstory essence or the gestures the character wants to use. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I think I think a character sheet for me uh, that is good is I agree f- fully, right? It should be a good structure, it should be a good reference document for myself, but the best character sheets are the ones where they're, that explain everything to me I need to know, mm-hmm. right? It's a reference document, but you, you said, for example, that I can look up into the rules, and I think that's actually a flaw of character sheets. I know why they are there for games, for example, have spell lists if you have 20 spell lists on there and write down every single spell obviously that's gonna create a long character sheet and no one wants that i understand why that's there and i I totally accept that fact and don't want them to change that fact but if a character sheet is four pages long Mm -hmm. it should inform me of everything i need to know to play the game with that character sheet if i have to look up the rules how to play my character even with the character sheet that's gonna detract from the experience of playing the game for most Mm -hmm. players i would say for most players looking up the rules is not part of the fun yeah and i think that's why a character sheet the character sheet is there to stop from that you can play a game without a character sheet even of dnd you can play a game of dnd without a character sheet if you have everything in your head but that probably means you will have to look up a lot more rules than you need to do when you have a character sheet exactly the best character sheets are the ones that make sure that i do never have to look up rules while playing the game because they exactly tell me what i can do what i maybe can't do right maybe there maybe there are disadvantages or things i just cannot do on the character sheet but character sheets there there are so many different character sheets but the best ones for me are the ones that make it easy for me to engage with them that means they are clear structured i can understand them but that also means that i do not have to look up the rules ever i understand that games that have a lot of options for you like pathfinder or dnd to some extent especially with spells i understand that you cannot put a whole wizard spell list in written text down on somewhere on there but for example yeah. th- there's a reason why these spell cards right i have i have these spell cards that cards that i put on the table for my players but they can look up the spells they want to cast in there mm-hmm. instead of looking at the documents and in, in the book or on the pdf but these things only exist because the character sheet does not take care of that. If the character sheet would tell you what each spell does, those spell cards wouldn't exist. Yeah, but then this is something you have to balance. I think if you want to sit there with a 10-page document where every spell is completely written out in text, mm-hmm. this might subtract from the structure. Yeah, yeah. right. Again, I totally agree that do yeah. not make the character sheets too long because the longer they get, the less people will engage with them fully. Exactly. So this is a balancing act you have to do Yeah. to balance the readability and mm-hmm. structure with the rules that are displayed on there. Yeah. Obviously, write your game first and then write the appropriate character sheet for it. If your game exactly. requires your players to look up the rules sometimes for spells, so be it. No one bats an eye at that. Okay, last thing for me one discussion i always hated since ever coming to ttrpgs or rather since ever becoming part of the critical role community i'm not mm-hmm. i'm not saying i'm a, I'm a, I'm a full-blown critter but i like critical role i like the people doing it i, I like watching the show sometimes is 
how much fucking hate there was for Marisha Ray for playing Keyleth the way she did while the live show went on of Vox Machina, right? That has died down over the years. People have understood. People have learned. People have, especially with Legends of Vox Machina came, coming out, I think there were a lot of views about the redemption of Keyleth and all of that stuff, but I hated that so fucking much, that discussion around that, because how much should a sheet convey your personality of a character because Keyleth was a druid. Her wisdom was a very high stat. She had a high stat wisdom. Her charisma wasn't really high because she was socially awkward. Marisha Ray played Keyleth as anxious, um, socially awkward, maybe not right, not that great at social interactions and kind of awkward and yeah, just not being good at reading the room and all of that. That's what, that was all influenced by how she wanted to play Keyleth as this insecure person. And a lot of people went, but insecure would mean that your wisdom isn't really high because you don't have much experience. I understand that wisdom as a stat is supposed to be your character's experience, your character's way of reading the room, your way of understanding maybe even, right? Wisdom is that mental stat for that. I understand that. But obviously charisma also does that. But for me, that discussion was always so pointless because one is a stat, the other is the character. And that's where that distinction kind of comes in. Mm -hmm. Let people play the fucking character they want to play, even if their stats don't necessarily match in your view of the game. In their view, it does match. Marisha Ray's socially awkward druid was able to play a very high wisdom with a very low charisma and be very socially awkward, bad at reading the room, not really having this, this social filter necessarily, right? There were a lot of stuff, but there were a lot of hate for that, that she didn't play her character with the wisdom stat she has. Let her fucking play her fucking character how she fucking wants. How about that? Like we talked about different ability scores or stats or whatever can manifest in so many different ways. Yeah. Like, for example, the strength being the heavyweight champion or the rock climber or mm. charisma being, yeah, I can sweet talk people or I can I know exactly when to talk to which person and mm. to say exactly what I have to say yeah. to get out of a sticky situation, mm. but put me in a royal court and I'm fucked. Yeah. This is completely the same for intelligence, wisdom, or whatever, any stat that you want. It's completely correct for everything on the sheet. Exactly. Everything However, can manifest in different ways. I mean, yeah. it could be a feat of strength through just barge down the door, or it could be your athletics is kind of more point-blank strength that you know exactly where to apply the right amount of strength mm -hmm. so that you do not need that much of strength. Athletics doesn't always have to be running head first into the door. It can also be knowing exactly at what points to apply the right pressure. Yeah, it is everything on there can be interpreted in so many different in indefinitely different ways mm -hmm. that there isn't the way to play a certain statistic mm -hmm. on any character sheet yeah because it completely depends on the character that you want to play mm -hmm. and that's why i find the discussion around Marisha ray playing keyleth not right so bad because she did exactly what she wanted to play a socially awkward druid not knowing if they are actually ready to lead their people needing to prove themselves and not knowing if they even want to or should do or whatever and scared and wisdom as a high stat just doesn't mean that you cannot be not scared, that you cannot be awkward. Therefore, she had a lot of knowledge of how, how nature flows, right? It might sound weird, but observing nature. Uh, scientists mm -hmm. have told us that, that there are certain patterns in nature that always occur, and that's just how they are. And that gives us a deeper understanding of the world around us. That is something Keyleth had with her high wisdom instead of the I am not scared of 
whatever, but because she wanted to be scared. Let her fucking be scared. Even if her wisdom stat doesn't necessarily fit your view of how she should play the character. Yeah, and I mean, if you don't uh, don't know how to read a room, because you lived in the fucking woods for two and a half years, you know exactly how to read the fucking woods, but not the room in a social situation. Again, a different way of interpreting a high wisdom mm. in D&D. It's completely dependent on what type of character you want to play, how you interpret the different things on your character sheet. Mm. And yeah, that just... Mm, in, mm, infuriating. I fucking hate it. The thing about that is the, the, the general thought isn't a bad... The character sheet, the stats, should influence your character's personality. But saying yeah. that there's only one way they do that is bad. But, right, a wisdom stat can be interpreted in a lot of different ways. And I think you should interpret your stats the next time you look at a character as a player, or as a GM even, and interpret how does that even convey to that character. Intelligence. Maybe they were taught all of this in a school in a school setting but maybe they also acquired the intelligence on the streets right mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be necessarily street smarts but it just has to be maybe they learned more by traveling they were themselves a scholar but they were traveling instead of being an academic in a university those two people will have very different knowledges of, of the world around them and very oh, different yeah. ways of using their intelligence one of them might be way more theoretical one might be more empirical those two ways are ways of how intelligence works Exactly. And this is true for everything on that. I as Emil always say I would have a very high constant if I ever were a D&D character. Why is that? Because I never get fucking sick. I haven't had a sick day since second grade in school. That's impressive. 17 years of my life, I've never had a fucking injury. I've been hit by 80 kilometers of hockey balls in my face. I just stood right up and walked again. That is my con. I can eat whatever the fuck I want. I do not get a bad stomach for most things. There are some things that I can't eat, but right, there's a lot of different ways my con is, but when, when I have to run, I'm not that athletically constitution, basically. Mm -hmm. I do not have an athletic constitution, but I have very high durability against injuries and sicknesses, for example. Yeah. There's a high difference between that for every stat even for con which sometimes you as the most dumb dumb stat because it just doesn't do much even there you can interpret that in a lot of different ways and that's why looking at your stats when you make a character if you don't have a personality yet and just want to create a character sheet first look at the character sheet after you've created it and then derive from that exactly this person has a high con i want that high con to be basically they can basically eat everything they have an iron stomach mm -hmm. that probably means that they are pretty reckless when it comes to food they do not care what they actually eat they just eat it because they can mm -hmm. and from there you can go that's the starting off part you do not need to create a personality first and then create stats according to that personality you can do it the other way around but you can also do it this way you can do it every single way you can create a character from every starting angle you want and it will always work out as long as you work out from that angle to all the other angles after that exactly and that's why this discussion kind of is important but kind of very simple to explain at the end just start creating a character and both things will come and both things will influence and both things are valid and everything works yeah that's it that actually sums it up perfectly this weird topic and this in the discussion to come to this more or less easy in quotation marks conclusion i didn't think this it's for most things in TTRPG this way. Yeah. The, the, the hard-sounding discussions, the hard-theoretical discussions are very easy to comprehend because, again, t playing TTRPGs is actually very simple. Yeah, and, and most of the things just explain themselves 
when you play them yourself. Yeah. And th this is true for a lot of things. Just theoretical, theoretically, it might get difficult, but when you actually do it, it might not be that difficult anymore. Alrighty. And as per usual, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WDMPod, or you can visit our website at www.wdm.com. And we also have a Ko-Fi if you would like to check that out. And if you like the show and enjoy the show, please leave us a review on your favorite podcast listening platform, be it Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever would help us out, uh, really out. And with that, thanks for listening. Hear you on the next one and bye-bye.